the Ambitious Radio Network. Conversations with ambitious entrepreneurs and thought leaders. Are you an entrepreneur, startup junkie, or just someone interested in improving their leadership skills? If you're looking to be motivated, inspired, and uncover what it takes to get to the next level, listening to Ambitious Radio will be well worth the investment of your time. We have weekly engaging conversations with today's most influential thought leaders and entrepreneurs as they discuss their successes, failures, tipping points, and other priceless information that you can apply immediately after listening. Now, here's your host, Doug Parker. And welcome to Texas Money and Business here on KEXB. Experts in business and certainly an expert in business on the line with us right now. We have Doug Parker here, and we are all set up again to go with Ambitious Radio Network. Doug, welcome back. It's good to have you here. Hey, thanks, Ron. Appreciate all you do. Great to see you again. Hopefully uh, the the holidays have been treating you well. Well, so far so good, and I hope the same for you too. Yes, sir. Absolutely. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, to, you know, today we're going to be talking to uh, to an entrepreneur, a leader um, that really has done some very ambitious things, and we're so excited to uh, to have him on the show. But before we get to that, I definitely want to thank our sponsors because we could not do it without them. So I want to thank FreeElectricityDFW.com and RepairMyCreditNow.com. And, um, in this segment, we're going to talk about you know getting to know the entrepreneur. So today we're talking to Michael Chafin. Uh, he's a strategically focused visionary in a, a results-driven business executive, entrepreneur, business manager, and management consultant. So, woo, man, that was a mouthful. <laughs> and you did it well. Man, I'll tell you what. Well, i tell you what. Thanks so much for being on the show. Um, when I started really researching you and looking through some of the things that you've done, it, it really is a significant resume, and it, it really is pretty interesting. But let me ask you this. If I bumped into an elevator, man, what would your 10, you know, 10 to 20-second elevator pitch be to me? Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> uh, depending on who you are, I am uh, one of those individuals focused on apparel and launching an apparel line as well as I really connect the dots between a lot of different individuals. Yeah, I saw that. You know, I, when I was looking through there, if I was to introduce you to someone – I mean, there's some some pretty interesting people. I mean, obviously you you've uh, you've been managing Nelly, the hip hop artist, for for looks like over a decade. Um, your your new venture, Three Commas, is is um, an apparel uh, uh, you know kind of expedition you've gone on, but with Mark Cuban. So right. um, man, I tell you what, this this is a, this is gonna be an interesting interview. I don't think I'm gonna be able to get all my questions answered because we don't have four or five hours to talk. <laughs> but uh, but with that being said, uh, let's kind of just dive right in. I always like to ask folks, you know, about quotes they like and, and things along those lines. Do you have a favorite quote? I, I have lots of favorite quotes. Uh, one in, in particular, uh, granted, Martin Luther King said it basically how uh, you know you judge a character of a man by uh, you know really how they uh, react during bad times. Mm-hmm. And I think in the entrepreneur world, everything's great at the beginning. Yep. And, uh, when there's really no money on the table and it's real interesting to see how it changes once things start getting successful or when things get in trouble, you really can judge a character who you're with. You know, that makes a difference. And, you know, um, there, there's a proverb that talks about, you know, he who walks with the wise will become wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. That character issue, um, there's really, you know, you, you need to decide it up front because you're you're kind of building a business relationship with with folks. And as an entrepreneur, you know, you got to be quick, make decisions, pull the trigger. You don't have a lot of corporate structure, which can be nice. The problem is if you're with the wrong people and you don't have you know that, that structure in place, it can really uh, be devastating. So that's that really is, uh, uh, you know, quite a, you know, 
quite quite a good quote. I really like that one a lot as well. So tell me a little bit about yourself. I mean, where did you grow up? I mean, are, now you're not from here in Dallas, are you? Uh, pretty, I've been here for over 41 years, so I think okay. I'm fully transplanted from Oklahoma. Gotcha. Uh, so, uh, you know, started my first venture when I was 13 mowing lawns, going door to door, selling my service and uh, realized it's kind of hard to sell with your mom standing at the, uh, you know, out by the mailbox while you while you pitch your wear. But, you know, got a few deals done. Sure. And uh, got into the software business after college and uh, then found some partners and stepped out on my own first entrepreneurial venture launching a uh, really a, a business process reengineering and application development firm. And uh, we grew to about 175 individuals and uh, had a couple of offices going and, and ended up selling to Coke Industries uh, after the crash of 2001. So uh, probably didn't get the best multiple at that time. Gotcha. Gotcha. Now, now Coke, is that like the Coke brothers you hear about? Yes, absolutely. Okay. We had a very strong project management competency, and uh, they had $60 million in projects and uh, wanted to drag our company inside their company to, to run those projects. So let me ask you this. So how do you, just as an entrepreneur, you know, I've, I've had multiple businesses myself, but I, I tip, I've never really made an exit. That's, that's the problem. I, I ride them to, to the end till they're, they're not fun anymore. But how do you, you know, get to that exit? Because I noticed one of the projects with Nelly that you had done, you, you had sold that as well. Um, how do you make that determination of when's a good time to exit, you know, to build a relationship like with, with Coke Industries? How do you get to that point? Well, I can tell you exactly when not to exit. Okay. Uh, so th that first one was a little bit late. We were, uh, young and stupid. And every time we kept getting offers to sell, uh, trending up to 2000, we turned it down because we thought we could get more. And, uh, the, the bottom dropped out of the market at that point, uh, with Apple bottoms, we really held it for a long time. And, uh, really uh, the thing peaked out at about a hundred million in revenue and, uh, sold it for a good number. So we were real excited about that, that it, Probably we we held on a little bit longer than we we should have, but at the end of the day, it was a very positive exit. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, and um, so you said you've been here in Texas for about forty one years. Um, now, how did you get tied into? I, I saw you were doing some stuff in Missouri as well, right? Yeah, um, actually, it was through you know you're always networking, and uh, a friend of mine was connected uh, to someone that was connected to Nelly's bodyguard, and uh, when his gene line was having that was really struggling. Uh, they uh, basically brought me out there, introduced me, and uh, turned it around and just never left. So Nelly's headquartered out of St. Louis and uh, where he was uh, raised, and uh, so still commute up there quite a bit. Gotcha. I saw that, that you were involved, I think, with the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Yes, I'm on their governing board. Okay. Uh, I've been on a few boards up there. I think they're, they're really using me to get to Nelly, so I'd like to think I was a popular one in the crowd, but, you know, I think, I think I'm there to represent Sure. Well, hey, you know, I mean, the bottom line is, you know, when you've got successful entrepreneurs, um, there's always a vacuum of leadership, really. And and so, you know, I, I really love it whenever entrepreneurs, you said, are giving back, they're doing things because it's easy to be all self-centered and, and, you know, you have to give up time to do those things. And obviously, you're not getting paid anything to do it. But um, it really makes a huge difference when folks are out there doing stuff that that's really nothing in it for them. Definitely a firm believer in karma. Yeah, absolutely. There's no 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 question about it. Now, when, it, when we talk about books, I, I saw that you really like the book Titans or Titan, um, it's the life uh, of of John D. Rockefeller Sr. Um, so tell us a little bit about the book. I mean, there are parts of it that you liked. Was there anything specific that stood out to you? 
I, I thought the guy was absolutely a phenomenal guy. One of the most charitable guys in history, uh, if you look in today's dollars, uh, as well as he was just an aggressive businessman that both watched, uh, knew how to sell his product, knew how to uh, deliver it. He knew every single aspect of his business. And uh, I, I don't think there's been that strong a driver ever. Right. Um, so phenomenally involved and driven person. So definitely opened my eyes to, to who he was. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, you know, it sounds like, you know, you started out kind of the entrepreneur, you know, a lot of kids, I, I had the same thing. I, I sold little Holly pieces of Holly when I was a kid and I did some mowing and then you know, went to the next deal. But, um, you know, you, it sounds like you were doing some software and technology related stuff and then somehow you kind of made the transition to apparel. So, so how was it that you were doing apparel well enough that, that Nelly's, you know, contact said, Hey, I, we need this guy to come help us with apparel. Actually, it was the uh, true entrepreneurial spirit there, the business consultant uh, experience there. You grab a book from Barnes & Noble, and you read it on the plane to, uh, for your meeting uh, to try to sell yourself. So uh, before that, uh, really didn't have any apparel experience and really? uh, kind of learned as I went. Um, they just needed someone out there that uh, could dig through the books, negotiate out uh, all the, the poor contracts that were written, and, uh, and work out a licensing agreement. Interesting. Well, that's that's uh, that's quite a transition. Now, I also saw that you were um, involved in kind of an early social networking marketplace, kind of even before Facebook or the LinkedIn, or I saw a word MySpace, which I hadn't seen in 100 years. I don't even know if that's still out there or not, <laughs> but uh, called Six Degrees Online. So, um, you know, I, I guess that it kind of has to do with like the six degrees of separation the Kevin Bacon deal. Absolutely. We did a, uh, I went to SMU for graduate school and uh, there's a group of us that got together and realized that it was so hard to understand who knew who. So we'd put in Excel spreadsheets and start storing them out and uh, online and, and sharing our Excel spreadsheets with our contacts so we could expand our connections. Uh, at that point, I saw an opportunity and uh, basically uh, created a website where it was basically uh, very similar to LinkedIn that people can put their businesses and everything their people are connected with and send out invites and uh, was raising money and uh, got down to the point where I had a $2 million term sheet coming in uh, on September 9th. And uh, we, you know, pretty much came to an agreement and then September 11th happened and wiped out all the funding. So kind of shelved that project for you uh, for a bit and went out in the consulting world. And next thing you know, spoke and LinkedIn and all those started coming out. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, the, the one common denominator I've seen about entrepreneurs, uh, especially serial type entrepreneurs, is they fail several times. They just have a few, one or two more wins than they have failures. Yeah, so that's, exactly. That's uh, that's good stuff. Well, tell you what, as we kind of wrap up on this segment, just uh, guys, if there's anything on the show that you missed or you're tuning in late, you can always go back to ambitiousradio.com. Uh, go to the uh, guest page. So the way you get there is you just go to the listen page and then it'll have our guests listed there. So we'd love to have you tune in and uh, like us on the Ambitious Radio Network on Facebook or follow us on Twitter. Tune in after a brief word from our sponsors when we'll be talking more with Michael Chafin about his career pursuits and his experience of becoming an ambitious entrepreneur and starting his own business, three commas, right after the break. Hey, 
Hey, Ambitious listeners, you hear us interviewing entrepreneurs all the time, and there's a common theme. They want to be more productive and improve their communication. As an ambitious entrepreneur, you're always on the go. So turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. The Ambitious Radio Network recently partnered with Grasshopper to offer our listeners a special discount. Log on to ambitiousradio.com and click on the Grasshopper banner in the bottom right-hand corner. Get a new business number or keep your current one. Sound professional with a main greeting and multiple extensions that forwards callers to your mobile phone or others in your organization. Get a toll-free number or local number for your business with multiple extensions. Set up each extension with custom call forwarding to any phone in the world. Get your voicemails emailed to you as an audio attachment or transcribed an email. Keep business calls separate from your personal calls. Plans start at $12 a month with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Remember to click on the Grasshopper banner at ambitiousradio.com for a special discount for our listeners. Join the over 150,000 small business owners that have stayed connected with Grasshopper. See how Grasshopper works. It's the entrepreneur's phone system. Turn the world into your office. And we hope you're feeling ambitious today. We certainly are here on Texas Money and Business. Doug Parker is here, your host for Ambitious Radio Network. And Doug, it's all yours. Thank you, sir. Ron, thanks uh, for all that you do for us. And today we've got a really a fantastic guest. We've got Michael Chafin in with three commas. And, you know, while we're on that subject, t- tell me real quick, how did you guys come up with that name? Well, I would love to take credit for it, but uh, originally Mark had reached out. Him and Nellie are both NBA owners and uh, got connected that way. He uh, approached us about doing uh, his uh, apparel store, shop.markcuban.com. And uh, I spent quite a bit of time coming up with these great logos to private label at Mark Cuban Clothing Company, uh, things like that. And so I sent him all these logos and he just replied back with uh, no, and he put three commas up. And I sent him back three question marks because I had no idea what that meant. Right. And he just responded, there's three commas and a billion dollars. And I thought that was extraordinarily clever. So uh, went through the process of trademarking it, uh, buying the name Three Commas, and just really to put it on hold because I knew we wanted to launch something around that. Um, so that was basically the genesis of the name. Yeah, I saw, I saw somewhere when I was kind of researching it that it's like, I guess that's a universal symbol for a billion, and I, I never really had been exposed to that. I, I, uh, that's, that's out of my, uh, my pay grade there, but <laughs> but. Anyway, um, well, in this segment, we're going to be talking, you know, about becoming an, an uh, ambitious entrepreneur. And it's brought to you by Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system, and Autoflex Leasing, a better way to lease your next car. So I see that, you know, you've been part of multi-million dollar companies and successes um, over the years uh, and, and taken them to even more, you know, l- larger multiple uh, million dollar successes. But is there one common denominator that kind of contributed to those successes you've seen over the years? Um. It discipline. Discipline. I, yeah, I honestly think just really uh, coming up with that process and just being disciplined, uh, coming in and executing it every day. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I was uh, in in our in our last uh, show last week. We were talking to to a gentleman, and um, I was talking about you know the holidays and people being disciplined. And if either you can be disciplined or you will be disciplined, it's just <laughs> whether it's good. internal or external. So. Uh, I like that a lot. I really do. So let's talk about over the years. I mean, you know, one of the things obviously that you did way back uh, was was Attachmate uh, software. That's kind of where you got started. But I see that. I mean, you're working with uh, the Fast and Loud, the Richard Rawlings. Um, you, you work, you know, working with Nelly. Partnership with All Goods. I mean, you know, let's talk about those just a little bit. How how did you just get connected with all these guys? Actually, a uh, guy I went through college fraternity, everything with, had a company, and at the time, it was about an $8 million company, 
and uh, he was having some issues struggling. I just turned in, uh, shut down six degrees online and uh, and helped uh, him fix a few system and internal processes. And now they've uh, blossomed into, you know, a hundred million dollar company uh, now. So, and with that provided me a lot of infrastructure to do apparel projects, to do a lot of these fulfillment deals. Uh, Richard Rawlings, uh, in the early days when his show was just starting, had uh, a pretty avid fan base. I mean, mm -hmm. he had people with tattoos of his mechanics on their arms. Uh, so uh, he had a pretty strong following and he wanted to launch an apparel line. Uh, he'd come out here. We put together a program for him. And first time we've really ever done uh, fulfillment for shows before. Uh, but, you know, he got behind it, helped push it. And uh, we... And now today, typically in December, uh, is one of his bigger months. He'll do two, three million dollars in just t-shirts and hoodies. Really, so that's a success for him. Yeah, that's fantastic. You know, I, what, what's he like to work with? I mean, I, I see him on the show. I actually like that show a lot. So um, it's just an interesting, entertaining. A couple guys seem like they're kind of goofing off, but you can tell they're they're uh, they're, they're not dodos. I mean, they're they're kind of kind of dumb like a fox sometimes. He, it, what you see on the show is, is Richard. He okay. is one of the things. He, he is not changing himself on the show. Uh, he is obsessive compulsive about the details, and you've never seen anybody. I mean, you go into his office, you'll see his desk is equidistant from each wall. I mean, to the millimeter. So oh, uh, he he obsesses about the details, and that's why he's been been so successful. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's cool. And then, you know, with Nelly, so what what's it like working, you know, with a with a hip hop uh artist? I mean, is that something you know, did you grow up listening to that kind of kind of music or is that is that outside your normal genre? Actually, embarrassing enough, I didn't even know who he was when I went to went to meet him and uh I had to buy his CDs and uh didn't realize, you know, how many number one songs he had out by then. So, yeah, he's I, a big I kind deal. of <laughs> he is definitely a big deal. He, uh, he has broke a lot of records uh, quite a, uh, over the years, but um, he is probably one of the most creative people I've ever met and definitely changed my opinion about a lot of the rappers out there that, uh, you know, every CEO that I've got him in front of uh, and any project that we've worked on, he will ask the most intelligent questions and he's also extraordinarily unassuming. Um, you know, he's uh, what you see is what you get with him. So uh, he'll talk to a CEO of a company the way same way he'll talk to a clerk at Walmart. Yeah, I, I remember. I think the first time I ever heard, uh, like I think I think pretty sure it's his first number one hit. But I was I was actually coming back from uh, from Oklahoma and and I just gotten close enough where I could hear one hundred six point one again. And it was this song. <laughs> it was hot in here, and I was like, "What in the world is this?" It's kind of got a cool beat to it, but it's got all kind of crazy words. I had to, my kids were in the car, so I had to, had to change it, but. Um, it was, it was really interesting. And then I started kind of researching him and he had a little band aid thing he had for a while. And, but the guy yeah. obviously is, is a branding, uh, machine. And, you know, there's a, it kind of reminds me of this book. It's called talents. Never enough. You talk about the different rappers and stuff, and there's a lot of talented guys out there, but that's not enough. It's when they take it to the next level and, and really turn into professionals. And you hear about these guys like, um, like 50 cent that, that does the, uh, vitamin water or whatever and sells it for a hundred million dollars. It's like, well, good for that guy. You know what I mean? He could have just done bad stuff and really oh. made something with his life. So I'm, I'm, that's, that's great to see these uh, these types of things happening. So you've been working with Nelly for what, about 10 years now, 10, 11 years? We're past the 11-year mark now. This uh, uh, next April will be 12. Goodness so gracious. came out there right in the middle of a sweatsuit. 
man, I tell you what. So now, um, now, do you manage? Do you manage him as a manager, or are you more in doing his apparel stuff, or is that kind of interchangeable? <laughs> I am not the typical business manager. I oversee all his accounting, his legal, any new business ventures, all contracts that go through, um, and then a part owner and some. Uh, we have a company, Dirty Apparel, that's more of a marketing company uh, that we co-own together that uh, we'll actually do apparel projects through. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. That makes sense. Well, I'll tell you what, man, from a, from a kid mowing lawns to uh, partnering with Mark Cuban and, and Nelly on things. I mean, that's uh, that's gotta be quite an interesting path that you blazed there. So uh, I can't wait to you know hear more from you, but um, as we kind of continue the conversation. So, you know, when you were getting into some of these things, you, you mentioned, you didn't know who Nelly was. Tell me about some of your fears. I mean, you jump on a plane. I mean, obviously, you're not scared to just go out there and jump in the deep end, you know, with the sharks and, and no floaties. So, um, but what kind of fears have you had with, with starting some of your own businesses? Um, uh, success, okay. uh, you know, wondering every day, you know, when you're, you're at the point when you're signing the front of checks and making sure payroll clears every day. Um, you know, and I see that with Nelly as well. He has, uh, about 28 people on his payroll and, uh, you know, that's, that's a significant check you're writing every other week. Uh, so that's, that's typically the, the fear is once you start getting others involved, when it's just yourself, you're, you know, you say what's worse that can happen, but right. when other people are involved, that's, that's where it gets challenging. Gotcha. Gotcha. So let me ask you this. Is there one piece of advice you can think of that some of the best business advice that you received? Uh, actually, two things. Focus is by far the number one. I, I think, if, and especially looking at my background, you can see how scattered it is. Um, I honestly think it seems like some of the most successful people have been very passionate about something, and when they focus on it, those are the ones that seem to be the most successful. Every time they they venture outside that, uh, you know, majority of them fail. It takes a real unique person to to be successful in a bunch of different uh, ventures. Yeah, absolutely. I think in, uh, in in one of Malcolm Gladwell's books, it might, I think it's a tipping point, but he talks about it takes 10,000 hours to become an expert in something. And, absolutely. And the problem is, is, you know, with entrepreneurial related guys and, and Richard Wrongs pops into my head, you know, you, you know, he's got the bar and grill now and some other stuff, but it's, you know, you sometimes you lick all the, all the red off the lollipop and it's like, okay, what's next? You know what I mean? You want to do other <laughs> stuff, but you're not necessarily an expert at it because you hadn't had that 10,000 hours or whatever. So I, that focus makes sense. Now you said there was two things. What was the second thing? Um, it was focused and, and the, the whole discipline side. Yeah. Okay. You, you really, from a cost control, everything, you get to watch every penny that goes out and manage accordingly. A lot of people will invest way too much in infrastructure and everything to gear up and uh, end up overspending early on. You gotta, you gotta invest enough to prepare because too many sales will, can kill a company just as much as too little. But, uh, you, you really got to watch all the comings and goings of, of, of every dollar in the company. Yeah, that makes that makes perfect sense. So let me ask this, Mike: If you could go back and tell the the ten year younger Mike one thing, what would it be? <laughs> um, I, I would definitely stay focused, and that yeah. was one of the hard things when you, you get someone like myself that that loves taking on every different type project out there. Uh, you know, you've seen one tenth of the things that I've, I've dove deep down in from, uh, and you know, when you got a right brained artist that is kind of the same way uh, two of us are, are very dangerous together. Right. You got somebody's got to reel it back in, keep everything under control. Absolutely. And <laughs> I, I do a better job of that now that I've, I've turned 50, but 
uh, I think at that stage, everything looked great. And we went down and investigated a lot of different business from 17,000 square foot uh, sports bars to uh, gaming in South America to, to, you know, the cannabis trade. Gotcha. Yeah, well, there's there's a lot of stuff to uh, to get out there and do for sure. And, you know, I think I read this from Zig Ziglar one time, but he talked about you can open up the phone book, pick out anything in there, and just do it a little bit better than the next guy, and you can be successful. Now, will you be a billionaire? Who knows? But, uh, <laughs> you know, the, the bottom line is that, that you can definitely uh, do it, just do it a little bit better than others. So and let me ask you this. What advice would you give to an up-and-coming entrepreneur, either someone that really hasn't left and, and kind of left their job or someone that just now did, and they're in entrepreneur mode. What would what advice would you give them? Oh, um, once again, if it's their passion, it's amazing how successful they'll become. If it's not their passion, they shouldn't have left. Gotcha. Um, you know, I think Mark Cuban once said that uh, you know the the paycheck is is the worst drug. Uh, you get used to it, and then when you first step out on on the entrepreneurship, and you don't have that that check coming in and that insurance coverage and everything a company provides. Uh, you know, you never jump both feet into to fully being an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. So, but I think if you're very passionate about what you do, you will make that leap. Gotcha. That makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense. Well, we'll wrap up here. And next, we're going to be talking <laughs> to Michael Chafin about the ambitious things that he's done and what's next on the Ambitious Radio Network. Back in here on Texas Money and Business. Good to have you here. All feeling ambitious today. It is the Ambitious Radio Network and Doug Parker at the helm. Doug? Yes, sir. Thanks so much, Ron. I really appreciate it. They were talking with Michael Chafin of three commas, which is the universal symbol for a billion dollars. So he's uh, three commas apparel. And we're going to talk about, uh, you know, what ambitious things that you're doing now and kind of what's next. Brought to you by RepairMyCreditNow.com and Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. So, uh, Mike, let's talk a little bit about kind of, you know, the, the, the three commas, uh, you know, project. I know that, that, uh, your partners with Mark Cuban on that. And so, um, you know, we talked very briefly how you came up with the name, but how was it that, you know, you, I mean, who wouldn't want to be in business with Mark Cuban, right? I mean, it seems like everything the guy touches pretty much turns to gold. Um, but you know, how, how do you get connected with a guy like that and, and then pitch him on an idea and then make it happen? Well, fortunately, the first idea he kind of approached us on, we've, I've always stayed in touch with him uh, just through email. And it goes back to the whole discipline thing. I had never uh, met him in person for probably two and a half, three years. And, but I'd always keep, you know, the whole philosophy of staying on top, uh, always making sure an email would go out regularly to him. So he remembered who I was. And then one day he just said, hey, you do apparel, right? And uh, he would like to come out and see you. He was there the next day looked at the place, said, great, let's do it. And uh, so put together his online store and uh, got that up within, uh, I think we did it in about 10 days and uh, started putting stuff on the shelf. And then he wore a three comma shirt on Shark Tank once. And uh, Mike Judge, a writer of HBO's uh, Silicon Valley, saw it and wrote it into their script. So you have the Trace Comma Tequila, the Three Commas Club, everything that they were talking about on the show. And uh, at that point, when HBO started trying to file, file trademarks that were in conflict of ours, uh, my attorney called. And at that point, I reached out to Mark, and he decided that, you know, hey, let's let's make a run at this and kind of become, you know, what Nike is to athletics. Uh, we wanted to become that for the entrepreneur. Okay. 
Well, that's that's interesting. Yeah, when I when I googled your name and three commas, actually your trademark pulled up. So that's uh, <laughs> that's very interesting. And and you know, uh, I guess when you do those things, so do you guys have it trademarked for apparel specifically? Is that what it's for, or how does that work? Correct. You you would trademark for uh, classification. Actually, one thing I learned this year. The nice thing about having Mark Cuban involved, even at categories you don't have a trademark for, if you are a celebrity, you actually have some uh, leeway in trademark law to go out and capture those others, even though someone else filed ahead of you. Um, so, but as long as you have the core one file first, so we're able to go out. We got bags, we got eyewear, hats, all those are different categories. Gotcha. So, so, and and that's. Is that because if you're a celebrity, because you have more exposure and so people might see, more likely see your trademark? Uh, it's your brand. Yeah, someone okay. could come in and, and do something that diminishes your brand. So they give you a lot of leeway there. Gotcha. Okay, well, that, that makes uh, that makes a lot of sense. So let me ask you this. Um, I've actually exchanged some emails with Mark in the past. I, I was previously a season ticket holder and and sent some ideas to him, and he responded back to me, which I was surprised. But I, I hear he really prefers to communicate via email so is that is that how it is with you guys for the most part absolutely he and th that actually stunned you say something someone told me about that a while back and i go i'm working for nelly i'll send him an email and uh send him an email and he responded back within you know like three four hours and i was stunned and uh you know i figured it was someone at his office doing it but it turned out to be him yeah that's so, that's uh that's kind of crazy, man. It's it's uh you know it's it's good to be able to communicate. I mean, there's a lot of people that don't know what's going on with their stuff, and so I I, uh, I hear that Mark likes to do that. He, it keeps a record of everything, so it doesn't get misinterpreted. And uh, I guess you know when you're when you're worth billions uh, of dollars, <laughs> um, you got to be real careful about what's going on out there. So what's it been like working with him? I mean, now you said that he he and Nelly are both kind of uh, mentors to you. Um, what, what's that really like on a day-to-day, -day, well, I say on a day-to-day -day basis, do you have much interaction with him in, in a day-to-day -day or monthly basis? I, absolutely. Um, you know, also he has a hundred companies he's dealing with and uh, wanting the same thing from he, uh, you know, any questions I have, anything I pop out, uh, you know, it can be intimidating time because he pops back answers so quickly and, um, and you, you kick yourself in the ass for not, you know, really thinking of it first. So, um, you know, he's been, he's been absolutely phenomenal to bounce things off of, um, it, most, most stuff via email. So it's great. So I can uh, really put down my thoughts and get it to him. And then he has a chance to look at it and really come back. But, uh, you know, it, both him as well as his uh, support team around him have been great. He's kind of created this pool of companies to, uh, be able to leverage each other and gotcha. also work out contracts with, uh, support staff from accounting to, web stores, uh, infrastructure, basically infrastructure type businesses. Okay. So, you know, now, now that I know the three commas, I know what it means. It'll probably like, I'll see it everywhere now. So I hadn't seen it in the past so much, but I hadn't been looking for it either. So how long have you guys been working on this project? Um, actually it's funny you should say that, uh, our products land tomorrow in the, uh, U.S. We developed it with this regenerated cotton out of India, uh, basically it saved 400 gallons of water per t-shirt. But uh, our, our initial inventory is coming in right now. So far, everything that we've done over the past year and a half has been uh, just products we developed off blanks, tear tags, and private label. Uh, and we're now uh, planning on going retail uh, by February. 
Gotcha. That's that's a good reason why I hadn't seen it because it hasn't been yeah. mass out there yet. Okay, well, I don't, I don't feel quite so bad there. <laughs> that makes perfect sense. Well, congratulations on the launch. So really, there's not any statistical data to you know to kind of see where this goes. But is it, you mentioned T-shirts and some other stuff. So what is the apparel? I, I noticed that today you've got on you know your your sweatshirt there and that looks Absolutely. fantastic but is it uh is it going to be kind of more of a casual wear it, it's going to be a full line and we, you know if, when you think entrepreneur you think of someone that's working long hours so it's going to be comfortable clothes but also uh, some jackets everything you can throw on with a t-shirt and, and get in front of investors or vendors okay. uh you know we'll have 12 shirts polo shirts it'll be a full line cool but it'll be a little bit more uh you know if you see like carbon to cobalt and some of those brands that uh, it'll be a high-end line, but uh, it'll definitely be geared towards that entrepreneur that puts in the long days. And sometimes we'll wear the same thing two days in a row. Right, right. Now, let me ask you this. Now, do you guys have, uh, and maybe you can or can't talk about this, I don't know, but do you have like distribution through stores or are you doing it all online right now? What are you doing? Uh, we're all online right now, and we're actually just uh, uploading and should be on Amazon, uh, I believe, at the end of next week and uh, using their distribution services as well. And then uh, we're working with retail starting next week, uh, uh, trying to sell into the small specialty uh, shops to start. Okay. Mark's big on the online world, so a majority, you know, where he'd love to see this brand uh, kind of sit at, is that online arena. Yeah, you can cut but, the middleman out and make all the money for yourself and sell it to the people cheaper, right? Absolutely. But you also need a little bit of a retail uh, presence to, to get out there from a branding standpoint as well. If he only had like a, an arena or something where he could put stuff in. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so, so let actually me ask you. We sold it there last season. We, yeah. It was very well known, but uh, we definitely sold some product out there. Cool. So now if somebody wanted to go get something, they can go to threecommas.com. So just the, the words both spelled out? Correct. Okay. All right. Fantastic. Well, I had to go get, grab a couple of shirts. I Man, I always like comfy stuff. And, and you're right. Being an entrepreneur, you work all of the time. So, um, you know, we'll we'll stuff. what's that? You know, we'll send you stuff. You just oh. got to take a picture and send it to us, Fortnite. Yeah, absolutely, man. I'll definitely do that. <laughs> so, um, you know, let me ask you this. Uh, and working with, with both those guys, Nelly and, and uh, Mark. So, I always like to ask guys, you know, what specific advice or what things, you know, can I go back and apply? And then again, I hope our listeners can do the exact same thing. So has there ever been anything that one of those guys told you? I know you focus, focus, focus. Um, but is there anything that you're like, you know what, Mark told me this or Nelly told me this. And it's like, it was like an aha moment. Um, both, both are unique. I, I am somewhere between those guys. Mark's very big on our organic growth and uh, really that, uh, brute force effort to, to push out, loves the online world, um, and has always pushed the side of, uh, you know, looking for creative ways uh, to push it online. Uh, you know, he's really driven me around, uh, you know, the, the whole SEO experience as well as Facebook ads and things like that to reach your audience. Um, you know, to and it's really the first time, because I haven't leveraged him promoting it much yet. Uh, we've really been doing it internally. And waiting for the product to hit retail before we leverage his uh, his social media to push it. So, you know, the whole very conservative or organic growth style has been a little different than uh, from Nelly's perspective. He can blow things up very quickly, and so he typically loves to do the heavy marketing on the front end, where Mark likes to uh, bootstrap things. And uh, you know, once it once it starts getting some traction, uh, start rolling the dice on marketing. Gotcha, gotcha. That makes that makes perfect sense. Just kind of a, a couple different directions to go, so it gives you experience with two successful folks yeah, in, in different Mark, directions. Mark rolls the dice. 
I mean, Mark is, of course, invested in a lot more companies than Nelly has, but he, he he's a lot more conservative in the way he uh, launches those. Nelly is a lot more aggressive in the way, and you know, risk and reward uh, standpoint. But uh, you know, the two are definitely different from that aspect. Gotcha. What well, between? Yeah. Well, you know, kind of interesting. You know, I, I saw something one time where someone was talking about the Shark Tank, and they were saying that just how successful Mark was compared to the other guys, and and those other guys are very successful in their own right. But right. anything that Mark wants. He's gonna get it on that show. There's nobody gonna be able to outbid him or out negotiate him on it. So if he wants it, it's his. But uh, but anyway, I mean, I'd say again, it, you know, billion. There's about a billion reasons or six billion or whatever the number is now. That, well, why he can make those things happen. So, well, hey, I appreciate uh, this time. It's been really great, you know, talking about. Uh, the things that, that you've done to, you know, from an ambitious standpoint. Next, we're going to be uh, talking about kind of the ambitious mind, body, and spirit. And how do you recharge those things? And so look forward to hearing about that right here on the Ambitious Radio Network. We've got Michael Chapin from Three Commas. Here's another RepairMyCreditNow.com story. It's a day this family had dreamed of for quite some time. They were finally getting that brand new SUV. The salesperson at the auto dealership gave them the keys and told them to take it for the weekend. He'd prepared the documents and called them Monday morning. The kids had already installed the headrest DVD when the phone rang. Seems there was a problem with their credit they were unaware of. They'd have to return the SUV to the dealership immediately. Embarrassing to say the least. www.repairmycreditnow.com Hello, this is Doug Parker with repairmycreditnow.com. Do you have less than perfect credit, a repo, maybe some late payments, a collection account? Are they being reported accurately? Studies show that over 70% of Americans have inaccuracies on their credit reports. Where do you fit in? Go to repairmycreditnow.com for your free credit report evaluation. And remember, your credit is your future. If you want to get started now, log on now. RepairMyCreditNow.com RepairMyCreditNow.com www.RepairMyCreditNow.com Back in here on Texas Money and Business. Good to have you right here on the show and, of course, the Ambitious Radio Network and Doug Parker. Doug, take it away, sir. Yes, sir. Well, we've got Michael Chafin on the uh, on the show with us today with three commas. It's a a joint venture with Mark Cuban, and it's an apparel uh, kind of play where they're they're doing comfy, uh, very comfortable uh, apparel that's you know everything you could want to wear, uh, but it but it also um, is is going to be uh, nice stuff. And I think one of the things that, that Mike mentioned a minute ago was you know if, if as an entrepreneur sometimes you got to wear it for a long time, and sometimes you may look up and you weren't the next day too. But anyway, with that being said. Uh, in this segment, we're going to be talking about recharging the ambitious mind, body, and spirit, and it's made possible by all3reports.com. That's all the number three reports with an S.com. And a wise person once said, lease what depreciates and buy what appreciates. So go to Autoflex Leasing, the better way to lease your next car. I know at first hand I've leased uh, several cars from them for my wife and myself, and they really are top-notch and do a fantastic job. So, Mike, this is kind of the lightning round where we kind of wrap up and, and talk about really just kind of the softer side of things, you know, things that you do to recharge and how do you, you know, go so hard in the paint and do it all day long and then get up and do it again the next day. So let's talk a little bit about, you know, things that kind of drain you and then kind of what fills you back up. It's pretty easy. It's it's a lot of the internal administrative processes, um, all extremely value add, but when you have to dig down in the details versus the, the, the building, uh, that can be exhausting. 
Yeah. Um, so, so you're telling me as a visionary, you don't like the finer details of like what insurance <laughs> costs and stuff is? Absolutely. Once that process is built, going back and, and having to, uh, you know, tweak or modify that, yeah, that can be exhausting. Fortunately, yeah. I got great people around me to, to help manage that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's talk about what fills you up, you know, things that you enjoy doing. Have you got a, you got a favorite movie you like to watch? Oh, that it, it all depends on, on the moment. Okay. Uh, you know, if you want the mindless thing, like the most recent one, Trainwreck Out, uh, which is probably not recommended for, for kids, but, uh, you know, seeing LeBron James in there be a, a cheapskate and, uh, and John Cena be uh, pretty unique. It's, uh, it's definitely a great way to escape. Cool. Cool. Hey, and sometimes you just got to unplug. And, you know, uh, I think our last guest was talking about not watching any TVs. Like, hey, turn off the TV and read. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm real big on that. I, I typically, you know, 40, 50, 60 books a year. But sometimes I just don't want to work. You know, I don't want to <laughs> process it. I just want to unplug. And I try not to do it too much. But you just lay in bed and just watch for 30 minutes of mind numbing nothingness um, to, to recharge. So, um, you know, what specifically do you do to recharge? I know you talked about running. So are you like a, like a athletically, like running like marathons or something? Uh, no, I would probably keel over in a marathon, but, uh, no, I get out and run in 30, 45 minutes, uh, you know, doing that a few times a week, okay. uh, definitely helps burn off, uh, burn off some tension, frustration and actually clears mind. We'll listen to a lot of talk radio while running, believe it or not, rather than music. Okay. Um, and then, uh, you know, quite honestly, just like you love the, the days that you can just watch mindless television for a little bit and, and, uh, reboot. Sure. Sure. Absolutely. Now I saw on here too, you like to intentionally get bored. So talk absolutely. about that. How do you do that? I tell you mindless TV, there's no better way to feel, you know, watch a few hours of, of something and just realize that that's two hours you're not going to get back and, uh, and you kind of get geared back up to uh, either read, dive back into work, email, plenty of things to do. Sure, sure, absolutely. No, that makes that makes perfect sense. And gr now, growing up here with for 41 years, you you grow to have the, a handful of knucklehead friends, too, that can really, uh, you know, uh, make you reboot as well, make you forget about any any stress that you possibly have. You know, it's funny that you say that. I'm going to take a minute to talk about that. So so when you know, I've been married, my 20-year anniversary is coming up here in uh, in a couple months. And, you know, when my wife met me, she's like, oh, you used to be so much fun. You just had to care for you. Now you're so intense all the time. And, you know, it, it's funny because what what comes naturally to me is the kind of footloose and fancy free, just having a good time. Um, unfortunately, whenever you've got people that depend on you for your checks or for their checks and to support their families and, and some of those stresses you were talking about, you don't have the same ability to do that. And And, and maybe you do, but it's just, it's kind of easier said than done. So I've had to turn into this director personality, you know, Hey, what do you need? Let's get to the bottom line. Let's go, 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 go. <laughs> and, and it's probably not my natural personality, but when you get around some of your old friends, uh, unfortunately I had to go to a, a funeral uh, a few weeks ago, uh, of one of the kids I graduated with. And, um, I, I, I bumped into, you know, several of my friends, we went and had a, a bite to eat afterwards. And it was like, well, some of them hadn't seen in 10 years. Some of them has been 20, but it's like, we never missed a beat. And, you know, I think people don't do enough of that, of reconnecting with, with good influences, you know, but old friends where you can, uh, like I said, just kind of process through and, and there's different levels of success that people have. But if you can just kind of strip it down and just go, you know, go out and have some dinner and have a good time and just kind of reminisce a little bit, it's always good to, to do that to recharge as well. 
Absolutely. And that's the neat thing about Facebook and, and some of the social platforms. You're, it gives you now a mechanism to reconnect with some of these people. Yeah, yeah, um, you really do. Nothing beats in person, but at least it gets you that, that median to try to pull people together. Yep, absolutely. No question about it. So now um, recharging when it comes to getting out of town and going on vacation, is there a specific place that you like to do that? Uh, it, there's nothing better than up in the mountains in the summer. I absolutely love my dad's lived up in Frisco, Colorado for uh, over 20 years and yeah, going up there, there in the summer. And I mean, it's beautiful. The weather's getting out of Texas heat uh, around July. Just absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, no question about it. And it's cool. You go up there and you see these little, you know, snow peaks on some of the mountains still. It's it's unbelievable oh, yeah. that, that that can happen. You know, in America, we've got such diverse, you know, we got beaches, we got it. It's hot, it's cold, there's a little bit of everything all the time. So I, I used to go up there for every July 4th, and it would be one year they drop four inches of snow. The very next year, it would be 70 degrees. Man, that is cool. Now, how much vacation do you typically get to take per year? Um, I usually take it. It's always work, uh, typically a work vacation. Yeah. Uh, we'll end up going and, and sneaking out to a three-day weekend that's tied with um, tied with some sort of work meeting or a conference. So right. it's it's usually a little bit of a mixture, but but rarely do I just block out uh, that two-week or one-week period to to do nothing but get bored. Sure. Well, you know, and that's that's the thing with entrepreneurs. I mean, there's there's always uh, a price you pay for stuff, and so. Uh, while you don't have to necessarily answer to a boss, um, you have to answer to far more than that because you can never turn it off and just clock out on a Friday afternoon and then, oh, I'm not going to answer my phone or emails for <laughs> nine days. So it's it's the price you pay for success, no question about it. Absolutely. Now, um, when it comes to sleep, how much sleep do you get per night? Uh, usually it's about that five-hour range a night and then uh, probably about once every two weeks, it, you catch yourself going to bed at like nine o'clock and waking up the next morning refreshed at, at 6, 6.30. So um, it, it probably averages out there with that uh, to about six, six and a half hours. Gotcha. Well, you know, some of these guys that, that can operate on four or five hours of sleep, I don't know how you guys do it because I've just, I got to have more sleep than that, man. I just have <laughs> to have it. So glad to see you guys are able to operate like that. Um, when it comes to work-life balance, uh, I know you said you've got some kind of things that you do to kind of unintentionally uh, or intentionally unplug and things along those lines. But um, do you know, when I say work-life balance, is that something that resonates with you, or are you just kind of like a lot of entrepreneurs that you're just going all the time? Uh, no, actually, the balance is great. Uh, you know, I still get, uh, still play soccer and and uh, some of those sports that really gets you out. And you really, when you're when you're playing any type of organized sports, it, it's hard to grab your phone in the middle of a game. So right. it's it's good little little breaks away from it. Sure. Well, you know, one of the things I, I found, and I, ha- I don't think I've talked about this on the show before, but um, you know, I've got so much going on. I'm always, you know, answering my phone or texting or doing whatever. So I literally have to pencil in a date night every week that's penciled in, that's on my schedule that I have to have that. Otherwise I will inadvertently put something else in that spot. And oh, so, absolutely. uh, for those that are married, I will tell you, uh, you know, marriage is grand. Um, I hear divorce is a hundred grand. And so, <laughs> Uh, do your best to, to not do that. There's other implications as well. But um, if you are married and you're an entrepreneur, schedule intentional time to spend with your significant other um, because it really is important to do that. So, um, man, very easy to make them the last. It's very easy to put that on the back burner when you see them every day. But when you're with them and you're working, it doesn't necessarily mean you're with them. So, right. 
Yeah, and our closest, our closest, uh, you know, family or people are sometimes the ones we take for granted the most. Unfortunately, I don't, I don't know why it is, but it's just it seems to work that way. So, well, let me ask you, Mike, if someone wanted to get in touch with you, I know you do a, a lot of different things and some speaking Absolutely. engagements and such. Um, how would someone get in touch with you if they wanted to? Uh, email or cell, uh, both both are with me all the time. Okay, perfect. So, uh, you get Mike at threecommas.com, and that's three spelled out. Okay. And uh, you can always call my cell at uh, 972-998-8978. Perfect, man. Well, I really appreciate you being on the show. I'll tell you what, it has been uh, phenomenal. I actually had a, a whole laundry list of other stuff I wanted to ask you, and maybe maybe we'll go grab some lunch one day, but um, you just what an impressive guy, and, and thanks for taking the time. That. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for taking the time you know, to carve out with us, and you know, here's the success on threecommas.com. I am sure that it will be uh, phenomenal with the launch tomorrow, and uh, we'll we'll promote it on all of our uh, all of our sites and such. And and uh, I'll go on and buy a couple shirts, and and definitely I'll, I'll promote them for you, and uh, you know, make my little contribution to hopefully making that a billion dollar operation <laughs> as well. Well, when we have lunch, I'll I'll, I'll definitely bring some clothes with me. You got it, bro. You got it. We always like to close up the show with a credit tip of the week. And, you know, one thing uh, that I've seen a lot over the years is uh, medical bills. A lot of times folks, um, they think they've got insurance. They don't worry about it. They file it away and then they wind up having a $20, $30, $40 collection on their account. And so I I highly recommend anything you get in the mail from Blue Cross Blue Shield or whoever your insurance company is, open it up, look and see if you owe anything. When you go to the doctor, they absolutely tell you that you are responsible whether your insurance pays or not. So make sure to handle that so you don't have some kind of little one-off thing mess up. Uh, your next mortgage or whatever the case is. And we want to, again, thank all of our sponsors for making AmbitiousRadio.com possible. We couldn't do without you. Free electricity, DFW, and RepairMyCreditNow.com. Tune in Wednesdays on the Ambitious Radio Network where we interview thought leaders and exciting entrepreneurs changing the face of their organizations. Next week, we're going to be speaking with Rob Dubay of Image One. Uh, they were actually a case study in Gino Whitman's book, Traction, so I cannot wait to hear from him. Remember, you can make money or you can make excuses, but you cannot make both. Go out there and be ambitious. Thank you for listening to the Ambitious Radio Network, hosted by serial entrepreneur Doug Parker. Join us weekly as we have engaging conversations with ambitious entrepreneurs and thought leaders on topics that can be applied immediately after listening. Like what you've heard? Listen to other interviews at ambitiousradio.com or subscribe on iTunes.